Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the conversation series. I'm excited today to have Aliyah Funchell on here with me, sports reporter, host, digital content creator. Is there a title you don't have? <laughs> Honestly, it's hard to pinpoint what I am. So that was a good yeah. job. <laughs> I'm so excited to have her here with me. And we're going to dive into incredibly cool brand she has created about herself and the the incredible world of sports but also um what she does today in the sports industry so i'm gonna turn it over to her and let her introduce herself well that was a great introduction and you got my first and last name right which doesn't happen often usually people look at Aaliyah or fun shell but not both so i can't tell you how i i practiced beforehand <laughs> before i came on i was like I, I was like rehearsing it before you came yeah. on. Well, I always tell people my last name is like a seashell. That's fun. So that's like how to pronounce my last name, but no, like you, you did a great job summing it up. Yeah. I have um, my own brand called sports with Aaliyah and we can definitely dive into that. But basically I, I cover sports and athletes in hopefully unique ways, like to people like um, my favorite thing is to capture things like the storylines that people aren't really paying attention to, or like the deeper meaning of sports. So I definitely have a, a more humanistic side of things rather than like stats. Um, and then I also talk a lot about working in sports and studying sport management. And like a big passion of mine is helping other people that want to get into this field. So, um, yeah, there's long stories to everything, but that's like the short explanation of who I am. I love it. And and I, I love that part of your brand is also helping other females get into the sports industry. It is a massive passion of mine to get more females into the sports industry. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a sports household. I like love attending sporting events and always played sports growing up. And I think limiting females in the sports industry is it is so awful because we come in and we love the sports just as much as guys do. But Exactly. Females, apparently we don't know, but I love that uh, there's another woman out there like yourself who is uh, who is spreading all of that great goodness for more females in sports. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a great community. Like the internet has really helped like connect people like us. I just want to start from the very beginning for you and just why sports in general? Where did your sports story begin? Yeah, my sports story began as an athlete, I feel like a lot of other people, like, I remember, like, my parents put me in every single sport when I was younger. I was not good at dance and cheerleading. I even tried that. Not good at that. Um, I also never really tried softball, but um, basketball was, like, the thing I kind of stuck with. But also, my family is a very sports family, very big sports fans. We're from New York, so, like, the Knicks are in my blood. Um, and also, just, like, my parents are very active in, in the community and like, especially where I grew up in Wichita, Kansas, like sports in the community kind of go hand in hand. So always fell in love with it that way as an athlete. And then the, the more I like grew up around sports too, I realized how influenced culture is by sports and vice versa, but like, you know, music, social justice, fashion, everything has a link to sports. And I think that's something that now as an adult that interests me um, is like the influence of the sports industry. Very cool. And I know basketball is where you are today. You work for an incredible company. 
um, with NBA Top Shot, but basketball is your kind of love. Um, yeah. Carried that from your childhood. What has it just been like in general working with the NBA and WNBA? Yeah, it's something that I never really believed that could happen for me. Um, so I, I mean, like I got my start in sports and we can touch on that later, but I, I remember like working for the smallest basketball teams, like semi-pro teams. And like the only people in the stands were like their family members. And I would treat it like I got a job working for the NBA. And then when I moved to New York is especially when things started picking up for me. And I made like relationships on my own with sports at the Leah and like my own social media and have done stuff with the Oklahoma city thunder and a, the WNBA is like a big part too of like my identity. Um, and it's just been amazing because like, it's, it's so cool getting to be associated with such a great big brand, but also the people, like what I feel like people don't realize is these are real people just like you and me that are behind the company. And so it's been like amazing to see like the people that run it and to connect with them. And like, we all have, especially with the WNBA, one mission to, you know, grow the game and, and just, you know, like do our thing. So it's just great to like meet people and connect. Yes. I love, I, as much as we have a fascination with the athletes that we see, you know, on our screens or mm -hmm. right in front of us when we're actually there, I have a huge fascination with the people behind the scenes and what it actually takes to run a marketing department or to even, uh, what it, when it comes to game time, what does that look like from a production standpoint? So I'm, I've always been truly fascinated with that part of sports as well. Mm -hmm. Um, cause it's, it's like a production. It is like a full on, it's like a musical Broadway kind of situation production yeah. that is high adrenaline situations. Oh yeah. I mean, like there's so many different positions that go into it to make, to make it work. Um, I mean, like I'm definitely more on the media side and social media and the promotion and storytelling of everything, but there's people that, you know, community relations or like, what are we doing in the community to connect with one another and to have a positive impact of our brand or then even down to game day operations, even the people that throw out t-shirts are so important to the overall fan experience. So there are just so many jobs and like, everyone has to be like bought in to make it run. So, um, but yeah, I'm definitely more on like the media side and that even you have to do a lot of preparation to know how to, how to effectively storytell and, um, kind of keep up with the trends, but also bring something unique to the table. So it's just an ongoing thing. It is. It, I, I say all the time, social media is a 24 seven job. It is never, um, whether something is happening in the community that you need to respond to and do some community relations or you are game time ready to go. Social media is a 24 seven experience that, uh, is never off ever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. I want to kick it off and I, I just want to, uh, to have you set the stage for sports with Aaliyah and, uh, when did this begin? You've had this for quite some time, but why, why this? Yeah. So I got my start in sports as a freshman in college. Well, I did a lot of stuff in high school too. That was like sports reporting. Um, but my real start of like getting paid to do it was in college and Wichita state athletics and especially basketball is like the biggest thing in Wichita. It was following the Ron Baker and Fred Van Vliet final four era. So like, it was almost as if I was covering an NBA team. So I really built up my 
my viewership and readership. And I was very adamant about using social media to promote what we do for the newspaper. Um, unfortunately, it ended up being a very toxic work environment that just kind of like the good old boys club. And I always heard rumors that working in sports was like that, but I never thought that that was something that would happen to me so early on. And I'm thankful that it happened because when I found my voice, I found a way to stand up for myself. And I found like what makes me passionate. And that's like making sure other women aren't put in those environments or if they are, they like find their worth. So my junior year was like just starting and I decided to step away from that job. And it was like the scariest thing I've ever done. But I was like, you know what? I've built a relationship with the people that consume my content and they don't care if my article or video comes from this social media site or my own. And so that's why I started my own. Um, definitely had to cover a lot of bases to do that. Like I had to make sure I'd still get a credential into the game. I had to pick up a different job at the Kansas food bank just to make my tuition payment. So um, a lot of sacrifice, but it ended up being the best thing ever. And it's evolved. I've had a talk show with sports with Aaliyah. I'm hoping to get back into that now that I'm in New York, but um, and I've just had like access to so many athletes and events and sports teams because of it. Um, so it's always evolving, but like the one thing that's true, it's like, it's sports with me, like Aaliyah. And so it's like the sports industry through my lens and through my eyes. I love that. I love, everybody has a different perspective. Everybody has a different love for the sports, whatever it may be. And everybody's got their own story. So it's, I think it's so important to be able to pick those pieces apart for everybody. And once again, there's that storytelling of why storytelling is so important mm -hmm. um, for each individual person. So I love that. Um, I love the creative side of social media and I love to hear how everybody approaches con creating content because it's different for everybody and it's mm -hmm. different in every industry. You kind of hinted at it a little earlier, but how do you approach creating content for your brand, but then you're also your full-time job? Yeah. So I actually like, I, it's kind of crazy because I'm a contract employee. So um, I was with NBA Top Shot. Now I'm with Moolah Kicks and all of these other companies that I just contract for, which is very hard. Like, it's not like a career path that's traditional, but for what I want to do, it's like working. So it's very weird because like I have to switch brand voices. Like one day I'll be posting as myself, which is easy because like it's my own voice. But then I'll like go into the Moolah Kicks office and I need to speak in their brand voice or Columbia Athletics is way different. So it's kind of like, just kind of like trying to remember that and switch back and forth. Um, but like for my own personal content creation, definitely like I used to get so caught up in what do other people want to see? And I'm like, what do I want to talk about? What do I want to post? And I think, but when I made that switch in the way I approach content, I came across as more authentic because I wasn't trying to like make other people happy. Of course, that's like a goal is to make people happy and entertained, but I was creating for myself, which then ended up creating like other people bought into it and love it. So I think that's like a way to keep it authentic is like, think about yourself and like, what would I want to watch? Or like, what makes me happy? Cause a lot of people like that follow me, follow me for my NFL and NBA content, but I'm really passionate about women's sports and women's basketball. So it's kind of funny. Like I've gotten messages where it's like, Oh, I followed you because you were on the field with the jets. But like, now like women's basketball is actually pretty dope. And I'm like, I know. So that's kind of like an example of how I approach content. I'm like, 
this is what makes me happy. So I'm going to post it and then people see how authentic it is. And then they start to enjoy it too. You know, we're in the crazy month of March and basketball yeah. of everything. March Madness getting ready. To, well, it is kicked off. I think today was a uh, first, first kind of day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've, I've loved getting to follow your perspective on the women's side of it. Like you had just said, just the attention to it. I think we saw some real eye-opening things a couple years ago when we, we've seen the difference in training spaces and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I've loved to see your perspective on TikTok, just of what is going on, you know, creating those brackets, who really is mm-hmm. showing out this year. Um, so I really yeah. love getting to follow you on that, on that side of the content. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. You've gotten to be on the sideline, which is super cool. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, what, when you're thinking about content, what are you looking for? What is your thought process that you can then say afterwards, okay, this is what I want to go do, or this is what I should be looking for to go post. Yeah. So when I was like rambling, when I first introduced myself, like I talked about, like, I like the humanistic side. One of my favorite things is like looking for small details that people overlook. Like for instance, when people are on the sidelines and say, you know, they're at like a game, they instantly have their phones out ready to record the star player. Whereas me, I'm like, okay, there's, you know, in basketball, four other players on the court at a time or like football, like the whole roster, like you, there's so many other stories and just like who is the best player and the best stats. So like something that I like to do is just keep my eyes peeled for any like fun interaction or anything really cute like when I was at the Jets um sauce he was like playing catch with the fan and I know he's a star player and then right next to me another player who wasn't as popular like he must I think it was like his dad or an old coach he like came sprinting towards him and gave him the biggest hug and like that's stuff that like people overlook but people love to see that on the internet because it just shows like these are real people and they have emotions or they do fun things so that's how I approach it. I'm like, what can people not get by watching the TV or like reading stats? I love the fit checks too. Oh, checks are some of my favorite. Okay. That's um, like my favorite thing to do too. <laughs> because you yourself are so dressed out. Oh, and I love you. you dress as well. Oh. Uh, so I, I just, there's something about a real good jacket. With- yes. It, it makes it. It totally makes Jacket and shoes are my thing. I love a good jacket and a good pair of shoes. There you go. There you go. And they match to you. I'm like, <laughs> I'm telling you, you do a great job. And I always, I'm paying attention. I'm like, okay, there's a fit check. We got yep. it. <laughs> yeah, those are my favorite things to do. Nice. You have gotten to play pickleball with Eli Manning. You've gotten to attend the most innovative conference. You went to the WNBA All-Star. Is there a memory or an event so far that stands out to you in your career? Yeah, let's see. There's like quite a few that like mean a lot. Like the Eli Manning thing was so fun. And um, the WNBA uh, All-Star weekend, like that was amazing because I grew up playing basketball. Um, But I don't know, like one of the first things I did when when I moved here was I covered um a a gala it was for grassroots soccer and basically that was one of the first things I worked in New York 
on my own name and not hired by another company. So that meant a lot to me. And it was also for AIDS research and my uncle died of AIDS. So it was like one of those things where it was like, not only am I, you know, covering an event with such a good cause, but that means a lot to me, but it's also like one of the first things I did in New York that was like sports with Aaliyah, we want you to come instead of me helping out something else. It was kind uh, of a full circle moment for you. Kind yeah. Of yeah. And I got to interview like uh, Seth Meyers, the TV host, like, which was so random and Sir Alex Ferguson. And so like very random group of like celebrities, but it was just like the craziest moment. And I don't know, my answer to that question changes a lot, I guess. But like looking back that that's like one of the things in my career that people might not like think about, like people are always talking about like Eli Manning or like other things, but like that was one that I was just like, wow, like I know my uncle would be proud and like my family was so happy. So that was like one of the big ones. Have you had a moment yet where you're like, holy crap, this is like, this is what I get to do for my job. Like, have you had that moment? Yeah, um, definitely. Like I, I try to stay as like unjaded as possible. Like, I don't care how many times I get to go to Madison Square Garden. Like every time feels like the first time. Like I, I never want to be that person that feels above anything. So like, I kind of have that mentality every time I go somewhere, I'm like, oh my God. And they're like, you've been here 12 times before. Like, what are you like? What? Um, but definitely also anytime I am with the Knicks or at Madison Square Garden, like, like I said, I grew up a Knicks fan. It's in my blood. My dad is the biggest Knicks fan. He even has a tattoo of like Madison Square Garden. So anytime I'm around that, just because it was like the first sports memory I have is like something that I'm like every time just geeking out. Two things coming off that I always, I'm incredibly lucky that for my job in, in corporate America that I, I get to travel and cover events and things like that. Yeah. Every time I do it, I look like the biggest kid because I'm walking around. <laughs> I'm fascinated by everything. Exactly. You never take anything for doubt because in, in mm -hmm. one simple moment, it could be gone and you could be like, that was the coolest thing I ever got to do. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I'll ever get to do it again. So I, I always go in and I'm like, I'm like the biggest kid with big eyes whenever yeah. I need to do something like that. Um, but I also grew up in a, in a massive sports household because of my dad. Mm -hmm. um, and he got my sister and I into hockey and that's, that's Aww. our sport. And so yeah. we're up, uh, my team is the Carolina Hurricanes. We grew up in the PNC arena down here and it's, it's, I'm much, we're much the same way. I just absolutely love that connection that sports has made with our family. Um, mm -hmm. And it's something that now my sister, my dad and I get to go do on a, like a weekly basis is go sit Aww. and with each other um, and watch, watch a hockey game. So it's, I love, I love what sports that. does for everybody. Oh yeah. 100%. Okay. We got to talk about it because a couple weeks ago, ESPN plus sideline reporting <laughs> debut. Uh-huh. I mean, we just, we have to bring it up. Back in 2018, someone <laughs> had asked you if yeah. you were the ESPN sideline reporter. Fast forward, what is it, five years now? Mm -hmm. And here we are. Yeah. What, what was that like? Just, just starting off, what was it like? It, it was so scary, but so thrilling at the same time because 
I'm, I have so much experience when it comes to like going on podcasts or, um, things like that, but I don't have a lot of experience in the live broadcasting world. And I think it's because like, it has a lot to do with, I have a very untraditional path into sports. Like I didn't study sports journalism. I studied sport management. So that's all the business side of stuff. So I didn't have like all of these reps that a lot of people have. And so that was scary because sometimes I say out of pocket things. Like I, I'm kind of a jokester or just like, I'm very, if you couldn't tell, like, just kind of like chill where a lot of people are like really proper. So I was like worried I was going to say something, but it went really well. Um, and it was for Columbia women's basketball. And it just means the world to me because not only I'm the biggest women's sports and women's basketball advocate and fan, but also I've wanted to go to Columbia since I was 10. So it was just, I'm like all for those full circle moments. So here I am, like first time I'm ever getting to do this for a school I've wanted to go to since I was 10 and for a sport and a team that means so much to me. So it was, it was the best moment. What was, what was the call? What was that call? Like when you got it and you were like, Oh, this is, this is happening. What, what was that for you? It was so random. So basically like the way that it works with like ESPN and like the schools is, um, they, they kind of have a good relationship. So my boss, it was just a routine call with my boss at Columbia. Cause I, I worked there too. Um, and, I thought I was just calling him like, I was like, Hey, like, what are we doing? The Ivy league tournaments coming up or like, what do you want me to do on Saturday for the game? Usually I'll like run the social media, whatever. And he goes, well, actually, like I said that you'd be interested in this, but ESPN plus wants like you to sideline report. And I was like, it's like, of course I was like, what the heck? And then I called my mom and dad and I'm like, guess what? And they're like freaking out. So it was, it was like such a cool call because I wasn't expecting it. And like, I've always wanted to do that and I would love to do it more often, but I never like, it wasn't at the forefront of what I was doing. Like, I wasn't like calling up every station asking for a sideline reporter. So it was just like a blessing that like came out of nowhere, kind of. Did you black out when you got it? <laughs> the first, the very first. Okay. So what happened was, so we were in the, they like kind of tell you, okay, these are all the times you're going to be live. Um, and so I, I did a pre-recorded interview for halftime and that was a piece of cake. Interviewing is my bread and butter. So we interviewed this older guy, the court is named after him at Columbia. So he's very important, but that was easy. It was pre-recorded. If I messed up, God forbid, we'll reshoot it. Um, but the first time was supposed to come at the end of the first quarter. So I'm preparing everything I'm going to say. And I'm like, okay, end of the first quarter, I still have four more minutes. And then out of nowhere, the, the girl that was like with me, she's like, come on, come on, you're up, you're up. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, you're going live right now. And so <laughs> I was so scared. And like at one point, and this is like stuff that not a lot of people notice, like I'm my own biggest critique, but like, I kind of started trailing out at the end. I was like, I don't know how to end this because in my head, I was going to end it with the score of the end of the first quarter, but it wasn't the end of the first quarter. So I was like, yeah. And I, I kind of blacked out and I still don't remember what I said. And I refuse to rewatch that part. I like, <laughs> I, I still get up and give presentations and I, I'll be done. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I said. And that's me. Oh, and like not. everything I do. I'm yeah. like, wait. I don't know if you've seen the TikTok sound, but it was like, wait, what did I say? I talk a lot. Like I that talk one. a lot. Yeah. That's literally me. I say a lot of words on a daily basis. <laughs> Don't ask me what I say because I talk a lot. 
I, I actually made a TikTok with that sound, so I am very <laughs> familiar with it. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that I, I black out almost every, like, I, I don't hate it now getting up and speaking in front of people, but mm -hmm. I still black out for some reason. And I'm like, don't know why. Yeah, it's, it happens to the best of us. And look at us, we're doing great. Yeah, we're doing phenomenal. <laughs> I'm here, we're, you're here and we are thriving. So I'm, I'm great with it. I would, you know, you're in, as you have said, a non-traditional career path. Mm -hmm. You do things in a non-traditional way, which I love because who needs a bunch of boring people all the time <laughs> just doing the traditional thing? What, where do you want to go? Where, what's your five-year, 10-year, whatever year plan? What, where do you want to take your career? My, I like would say overall goal, long, long, long term is I want to host a show. Like I want to get back to having sit down conversations with athletes. I had that in Wichita. I had a big studio space that I was able to use. Um, but I'd love for it to be like on a network or at least paid where it's like, that's my job job. Um, so that's like my biggest goal, but like, I really want to build sports with Aaliyah to be like where I work for myself, where, and I'm not saying like, I want to go full-time with content. Like I know a lot of content creators that are, and that would be great, but like, I'm not, that's not my focus. I kind of want to be like more business-minded with sports with Aaliyah. So like, even right now, like with my job with Moolah Kicks, um, I'm kind of consulting, like I'm working there, but I'm, I'm building out, helping them build out their social media department. So I'm going to help them hire someone so that they're set up for success long-term because that's where I like thrive is like, okay, I know what it takes. Like, let me help you thrive. So like, I don't know, just building sports with Leah up where I can freelance and work with a lot of cool companies and not be super tied down. But if I do go, go full-time somewhere, I want it to be with like a media company. So, um, where I get to create content and interview people on a full-time basis. I love quite honestly, contracting and doing that kind of work, because mm -hmm. even though you are having to switch back and forth between those different brains of tone and voice and things like that, you get a really inspired perspective on one brand's doing one thing and another brand's doing something else. So yeah. it, it's stressful, but it's cool at the same time, just to be able to see things from a completely different eye that you may or may not have experience in. Mm -hmm. I've really valued that time. Um, and just getting to work with the founders or whoever it is, like the owners of the businesses to, cause you learn so much from them too. And you, yeah. like, I value whatever push them to create what they created. Exactly. Like every single opportunity I have has been a crazy learning curve. And right now with Moolah, it's, um, I don't know if you're aware, but they're the first women's basketball sneaker. And so like, obviously everything I'm passionate about, I was actually like friends with the founder. And so me kind of helping them out was an accident, but I've learned so much from her between her starting her own thing and how she sustains it. It's just like, there are days where I'm challenged like no other, but it's like a good learning curve for sure. I, I love that. And because I think, you know, we might not, we may know it or not, especially for people like you and I who are, you know, still so young, getting mm -hmm. to learn those things from those people, it, it like helps us later. It's one of those things that you, you think back to, okay, my parents did say this to me. Yes, they did hound this yeah. in my head, but 
you take these things along with you and you remember them down the line. And so I've always appreciated getting to hear keynote speakers or whatever it is, because it's just cool to hear those stories. And then you come yeah. out and you're like, all right, I'm ready to conquer the world now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like the best feeling. What is, uh, what is a big piece of advice that you have for females or just anyone in general wanting to get into this massively crazy world of sports and wanting to do reporting or go down their own path and be on the non-traditional way? Yeah, I think a big thing is like, I always have like multiple answers to this, but something that is huge for me, um, especially as a woman in sports is I'm very bubbly. And sometimes people would take that as, okay, like in the situations I've been in, like, okay, she's bubbly. We can walk all over her. And then, so I'm like, okay, then do I need to have like a really hard demeanor then in order to be respected? And I think the biggest thing is don't compromise your personality to think that you have to fit in somewhere as a woman in sports. Or I know a lot of people that are really like rough around the edges and they think they have to be a sweet girl, like to, you know, for people to like them in sports. So whatever your personality is, like, don't change it and just stay authentic to yourself. And there will be people and companies that will respect you for you. And if they're not like, then you don't deserve them. Like you, or they don't deserve you. Like you, you shouldn't be in those situations anyway. So I think that a lot of times it's easy for women in sports to like lose sense of their, their own selves. Silence. Yeah. Like silence themselves. Yeah. And then I think the other part of my advice too, would be just the persistence of it. There are so many times where I'm just like, is it worth it? And not going to lie. I, I say that about like once every other week to my mom, I'll call her. And I'll be like, I literally like a few weeks ago, mom, it would have just been so easier if I never moved to New York, but like it's worth it and it will pay off. And you know, it's just, you just got to be persistent and it'll be worth it for sure. Be you and stay who you are and keep trudging ahead. Yeah, um, I, I, I love what you said there though, because if you stay true to who you are, you will find your right fit somewhere exactly. out there. It, it may not be right away, but you will find where you're supposed to be. Like I am a true believer in that across the board. Mm -hmm. You will find where you're supposed to be. You will find your place. Uh, it just may not be automatic, which we all would love. Yes, we would. <laughs> to snap our fingers and be in that place, which we dream about. Uh, but that's just not realistic some days. And so mm -hmm. I love that piece of advice. And I thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. My last question for you is just what inspires you? So many things inspire me, but definitely like seeing other women like in places where I want to be inspires me, but then also seeing the girls and women that aspire to be like doing what I'm doing inspires me to keep going because I'm like, I'm doing it for them. Like they look up to me. I can't let them down. So I pull inspiration from so many different people and so many different women, especially. Um, and so, yeah, there's a lot of things that inspire me out there, but definitely women in sports and women athletes, like just, I don't know it, the sports industry, it, it's, it's tough out there sometimes. So just like, even meeting like you is just so inspiring to me. So I don't know. I just pull inspiration from like everyone that's just grinding and uplifting other people like along the way is who inspires me. I love that because this, this right here is the whole reason I do what I do here because mm -hmm. I love getting to learn about people like yourself 
what you are doing in your own community and your own career so I can go share with my community. So there, cause there are people out there who most likely want to do something that you are exactly doing. And I think it's so important for, you know, the non-traditional way. We saw a lot of that happen when COVID happened and a lot of people went and started their own businesses or started their own podcasts and things like that, or were just hungry for that community feel. So I think it's so important to have conversations like this and to, and to get to meet people like you who are doing just that in their own communities. Yeah, for sure. I can't thank you enough, Aaliyah, for joining me today. And uh, if you do not follow Aaliyah, all of her socials are going to be linked down below. Please go give her a follow and follow along on her crazy journey. Um, and I will see you guys back here next time. Bye, y'all.